the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. While I'm in Hungary, got some terrific people sitting in for me. Will Witt and Amala Ekpunobi. Hey! Good morning, everyone. Will Witt here with PragerU. Sorry, no Dennis Prager today. we got some younger faces here today to host Dennis Prager's radio show, and I'm here with my co-host. Amala Epinobi, who's also a Prager personality. We were planning on doing Dennis Prager impressions, uh, but Dennis gave us away. The left ruins everything. Otto, the world's most famous dog. I had no idea that he was actually going to introduce us with that, so that was that was really nice. <laughs> it was. Dennis it, is always super yeah, nice. Even though he didn't totally pronounce your last name right, but that's okay. They never do. They never do. It's a hard <laughs> name to pronounce. It's a hard name to pronounce. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know who we are, Amla and I want to start out and just give you a little taste about PragerU and where we came from. PragerU... Founded by Dennis Prager, we put out digital content all over the web. We're at about 5 billion views, which is a truly amazing accomplishment, putting out videos that share the values of America, share the values of the Constitution, share the values of morality that Dennis Prager is all about, the wisdom that he shares, and with other personalities such as Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, myself, and Amla. So we're incredibly honored to work for an organization like that. And Amla, how did you get hooked up with Prager? Punobi. <laughs> Ek Punobi. That needs to be like a sound button that you can click Ek on Punobi. the. Punobi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is amazing. How do you, how do you really say it? You really say my name, Amala Epinobi. Yeah, the K is silent. The K is silent. It's a Ek fun Punobi. little curveball. <laughs> it's always nice to have Dennis in the in the ear. You know, I feel like I, I mm-hmm. keep Dennis in my in my subconscious. It's just a, a guide, a spiritual guide. Well, that's what we were talking about yesterday. We have a, a show on PragerU. It's a podcast. It goes two thirty p.m. on PragerU YouTube, uh, Pacific time every day, and we were talking about morality and we were saying that if you are doing something in your life and Dennis and you think if Dennis Prager is watching you do that thing <laughs> and he would be disappointed then you should stop doing that thing <laughs> that was our words of wisdom for people it is, watching it's good wisdom it's a strong metric for success <laughs> but uh, I'll tell a little bit about my story so uh, I'm Amla Epinobi again that's how you pronounce my name Dennis if you're listening you'll, you'll get it right next time <laughs> but I was Ek raised <laughs> <laughs> I was raised uh, a very strong and angry leftist. I, I grew up in a household with a single mother of three who happens to work for the left. Uh, she works at an organization back in Florida as a fundraiser, uh, and they work on different protests. Virtually any campaign that you can think of that the left is working on, my mother is working on right now at this very moment. So I was raised to be a very, very angry leftist. And when I got out of high school, I started working for the left. I was a youth organizer going around to different middle schools and high schools, finding students who were sort of disillusioned with America, pushing them further down that lane, and then funneling them through the organization uh, as protesters and activists. And I woke up through working for the left. I realized that nothing that I was doing was right. Their ideology completely fell apart right in front of my face. And I became a conservative. 
And then you started making TikTok videos, right. Instagram videos. How did you amass a following? Why did PragerU – I know the answer to this, but I want yeah, the audience did. to know. How did PragerU find you and, and – why did they find so much interest in you? Yeah, you can I be a little vain s- by sure. saying this. I'm not gonna not gonna be vain, <laughs> but <laughs> I spent about a year and a half uh, studying conservatism and sort of working my way back from my my leftist views into a, a more conservative mindset. And you know, this this past year and a half has been pretty bad. But at the start of it, I was very very disillusioned with where this country was going, and I knew that young people needed to hear a conservative voice. So I hopped on TikTok, the worst platform of all platforms, mm, China. <laughs> The, the CCP platform, and I started to talk about my views and hopefully influence young people. The videos took off, probably because they were surprised to see a young black woman sharing conservative views. Apparently, that's a shocking thing to experience today in America, unfortunately. And the videos took off. Somehow, people at PragerU got a hold of it. They contacted me, and they brought me out to L.A., so now here I am. So you started with PragerForce as well. I did, yeah. What? I started in PragerForce, which is our, our young person's uh, affiliation, our young person's group. So if you're in high school, college, or a young professional under the age of 35, you can join PragerForce and you know meet like-minded conservatives, network, hopefully be on Will and I's show at some point, and maybe even work at PragerU. You yeah. never know. Maybe Dreams one, come true. Maybe one day you could host the Dennis Prager show and have him pronounce your name wrong. It's a, <laughs> it's a really big deal. It it's, an honor. Yeah. it's an honor. It's an honor. I love that. That's a great one. So I'm guessing your mom isn't watching this right now or no, listening to this. She's probably not, but she's proud of me. She's proud of, of what I'm doing. She's just not proud of the team that I'm doing it for. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Like, it. There's a difference. My mom, when I, I a little bit about my story, guys. I feel like I've told my story yeah. a million times, no. but I want to just I'll tell it again. A million and people. one. Yeah, this is a this is a million and one time. Oneth is that a word? <laughs> million and one time. Essentially, I grew up in Colorado, and I was never conservative. I mean, I was pretty liberal. I was a diehard atheist, and not just an atheist. I mean, I was going around to religious people and telling them how stupid they were for mm. believing in God and having any sort of faith. And it's funny because most people go to college and then they become a liberal. Their parents raise them as a conservative or with good values at least, and then they go to college and they dye their hair blue and become a leftist. The opposite was for me. I was a leftist atheist and went to college and became a conservative. I mean, I was a English major, which was a totally useless degree, hmm. and I was in sociology class and they were talking about white privilege and they're talking to me about how I'm oppressing people like you, Amala. And right. I mean, I don't feel like I'm oppressing you. <laughs> I don't feel like it either, luckily. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad you said that, okay? You could have exposed me live on the show right now. But it's wild. And so you go to college and my mom, I grew up with my mom and my dad was never around. I had a stepdad and my grandparents and my grandpa and my brother were kind of like my father figures because my dad was never there. But my mom was really like my main leadership in my life. And she taught me just good values, common sense values, things that Dennis Prager talks about. But my mom had no idea that she was, quote unquote, conservative. You know, right. She just taught me these values and I thought I was on the left. This is, this is true for so many people. Like I was in an Uber ride. This was a couple of years ago, actually. But I'm talking to this lady and I was in a suit. I look nice. And she says, oh, you look nice. Like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm like a political commentator, personality. She's like, oh, my goodness, that's so great that we have young people getting Trump out of office. Thank you. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, dude. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I start talking to this lady more and more, and we're talking about ideas and stuff. And she was against affirmative action. She was a, she wanted fathers in the homes, and she was a school teacher. And in her school, she wanted to not install these transgender bathrooms in her school. And it was like 
all of these things that she talked about, she had values just like me. She was conservative, but she hated conservatives. Mm-hmm. So there's a big war going on right now, an ideological war where people think that they're on the left because that's just what society has told them to. And so that's what happened with me. And so then when I was in college and I figured out that, wow, all my values and views that my mom taught me and that I kind of just knew growing up, I was actually a conservative. And so I dropped out of school after two years after I found out about PragerU. When I was in school, I joined PragerForce as well and made a video where I went around asking women what they thought about the wage gap, and I sent it to PragerU. I taught myself how to shoot and edit the video, and they loved it somehow. I've rewatched that video. It's a horrible video uh, compared to some of my later work. Somehow you charmed them, Will. Somehow I charmed them with my baby face from (laughs) five years ago. But they flew me out to L.A., I did an internship, and then they offered me a job. So I dropped out of school, moved to Los Angeles with nothing, and made it here in this horrible, disgusting city. Yeah, and now all of you listening to the radio now get the privilege of listening to two conservative college dropouts. <laughs> I know. that's There's a lot of wisdom in this room. There's a lot okay? of wisdom in self-education. Let me go ahead and put that out there, too. You so. can find more on YouTube and on PragerU than you can find at a university. It's so true. Yeah. And it's a reality that you have to sort of grapple with when you realize that we've been tricked into going through the university system. I know. There's so much good out there that people can find, but you go to this school, and this is the same with public schools, too. This isn't just university education. I mean, these are indoctrination centers Mm -hmm. where they're teaching you to be an obedient person who will listen to authority and just listen to whatever leftist dogma they're pushing. Oh, that's exactly right. That was my experience. And you, you get so disillusioned with it so quickly but then you realize there are people in this room who don't know any better who are just being brainwashed and pushed through this system and that's how they're going to end up an angry leftist who hates america i know i don't like it (laughs) if you guys don't know i don't like it for our show that's kind of my catchphrase it is because we go through a lot of news and a lot of cultural events and i don't like it is something that i say a lot because there's a lot of things that i don't like I have very strong opinions about a lot of the things going on. And so today on the show, Amla and I are going to be going through a lot of the news of the day. Mm -hmm. We're going to be going over some topics and discussing exactly what's going on. But before that, we're going to have a little bit of a break. And we want to talk real quick just about PragerU and Mm -hmm. why you guys should support PragerU. Yeah, you know, we we call it PragerU or Prager University because... Alan and Dennis really recognize the problems that were happening in American institutions, specifically when it comes to education. And we wanted to give resources that were, were not only pro-American and, and pro-conservative values, but were simply truthful. It's just being about being honest, which is something that we get so little in America right now. So you guys support us by, by donating, by listening to the content that we put out. You can go to PragerU.com slash donate to support our causes so that we can create more educational content for average Americans. Yes, PragerU completely changed my life. It changed Amala's life. I mean, I wouldn't be here proving these values work and pushing them all over America if it wasn't for PragerU. And there are tons thousands of young people across America as well we're doing the exact same thing because of PragerU and PragerForce. We'll be back after the break. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Let's go. See them in the back now. What they want, I don't know. They're all ripped up and ready to go. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. 
But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. I'm Dennis Prager, and you are well aware of our being censored that is PragerU, for example, by the left-wing tech giants. So many of us are taking a different approach and using SquadPod, a team communication and collaboration app for businesses, nonprofits, sales teams, and religious organizations. It has everything you need, chat, video calls with screen sharing, file storage, etc. Plus, it's 100% private, non-discoverable, and American-made, owned, and operated. Stop supporting the companies who engage in data mining, profiling, selling data, and limiting expression of ideas. Take back your privacy, intellectual property, and right to free speech with SquadPod. Visit SquadPod.com forward slash Prager, SquadPod.com forward slash Prager to learn more. That's squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com slash Prager. Good morning, everybody. This is Will Whip from PragerU, joined by... Amala Epinobi from PragerU. Ekpinobi. <laughs> Ekpunobi, as, as Dennis would say. Ekpunobi. <laughs> wow, Will, if you ever get fired from PragerU, you have an amazing career set out for you in advertising. No, I have a face for radio, <laughs> especially with this mustache right now. Anyone who's watching can see it. I'm sorry that you listeners don't get to see my facial hair, but it's quite extraordinary. Speaking of, of pure talk, we saw the most pure video the other day, and it's some audio that I want to share with all of you that are listening right now. Now, it is audio from an Olympic athlete, an Olympic wrestler by the name of Tamira Mensah-Stock talking about representing her country. She won a medal uh, in this year's Olympics, and she got to speak about what it's like to represent her country. Let's give that a listen. Of course I surprised myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. Like, I just leave it in his hands, and I pray that all the practice, that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does, and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what I have next. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry, but no problem. <laughs> Oh, it's just so wholesome so and beautiful. <laughs> now, why is this important? I think this is important because I, this video has gone completely viral. Conservatives and freedom lovers and people who love this country mm -hmm. have been sharing this video all over Twitter. That's where we got it. It's all over Instagram, Facebook. I mean, this video is everywhere. Pretty much everyone who loves freedom in America has seen this video. But people are hungry for these types of videos. You understand? It's crazy to me that a video like this, which... 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever, at the Olympics 12 years mm -hmm. ago or 16 years ago, this wouldn't have been a political thing. No, not you know at all. I mean? Not at all. It, wouldn't, it would have never went viral. This would have been what every single USA Olympian at, Olympic athlete would have been saying. Exactly. So why is it now that being proud of your country, loving your country, loving supporting it is now a political issue? This is if, – if you guys don't believe – 
that the left has just gotten more and more radical in the last 10 years or so, then I think you are very naive because what is happening is that the left continues to switch their goalposts to be even further and further to the left. It is now the norm to disappoint and not like this country and hate on this country when you are an athlete for the Olympics and no longer the norm to support it. Yes, and all the while the left is telling us, oh, we do this because we truly love America. If you truly loved America, a video like this would not be going viral. This would be the standard. And we have other Olympic athletes that you want to juxtapose this with. Look at Gwen Berry, who's a hammer thrower, who got up and decided to do a protest during the national anthem during the Olympics. It's just ridiculous. You got the same thing with Megan Rapinoe, and they lost to Canada. Canada. How do, how do we lose to Canada? They, don't, they have snow covering their soccer fields for half of the year, maybe even more, and we lost to them. I, am, I hate to say this, but I am happy that the USA lost. And I'm happy that Megan Rapinoe lost. I do not – and, and I, I'm someone who loves Olympic sports, okay? I just – I wish they would put badminton and disc golf in the Olympics. But other than that, I love <laughs> Olympic sports. And it's sad that I haven't watched almost a single minute of the Olympics. And it's terrible because – I love the Olympics, but I can't watch it when there's the American-hating U.S. athletes that right. ruin the experience for me. And that's why the ratings are so down, because people are sick and tired of hearing people who are from this country or who are supposed to be supporting this country hating on it in all aspects. If you are representing the U.S., you are going there to show the rest of the world that we are the best. So when you're going there and telling people that America is the worst, how do you think that makes us look on the world stage? Right. How do you think Russia or China are looking at us? And now China, I mean, they have more medals than us right now in the Olympics. So, yeah, it's a terrible circumstance. The Olympics I'm was... So in- I get to represent USA! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so amazing. Every time I hear that video, I smile. The Olympics was a mixed bag, and it should not have been a mixed bag. Now, I want to give you know a big applaud for Tamira Mensah-Stock. I also want to give a big applaud for Sydney McLaughlin, who was a runner who said, you know, all, all grace and all power to God in her winning the Olympics. These are the shining lights of, of the Olympics this year. These are the shining lights of the USA. It is not the people like Gwen Berry. It is not the people like Raven Saunders who use these moments to, to protest their country. If anything, these women, particularly both Gwen Berry and Raven Saunders are black women. They should be a testament to how progressive and how free America truly is, that you are a black woman who was able to work hard at your sport, make it to the Olympic podium, and put that medal around your neck. Yet they use this opportunity, which could be a shining light for every single young black American, to protest this nation and to tell people that there are barriers set in front of them. I know, isn't that wild? You have the girl Tamira, the wrestler who is from that sound clip, the one who's the amazing one. She's a black woman. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how amazing it is to live in America, how much she loves this country. And then you have the other black women who are saying, no, it's so horrible. I'm so oppressed. And it's like all of them are in the exact same place. They're all in the Olympics. Right. But some of them are oppressed. And then one of them loves this country. It makes no sense. They live in the best country on earth. And they should appreciate it for that. That because the reason why they are at the Olympics, the reason why they had those opportunities is because they live in America. It's because they live in America and had those opportunities afforded to them to be able to do that. And I wish that when these Olympians go and protest, somebody would put a mic right in their face and say, give me an example of systemic oppression in America. Tell me the racism that you are experiencing while standing here on this podium with a gold gold medal around your neck. They won't be able to answer. That should have been me. 
I should have been at the Olympics with my PragerU mic asking these people questions. Right. Ask them who the 16th president was. I doubt they know that, too. These yeah. people know nothing about history and then want to tell you how terrible America is. They don't know how this country was founded. They don't know the values that it was founded on. If people don't know the values that America was founded on, then, of course, when the mainstream media and the universities in Hollywood tell you that it's a terrible place, they're going to agree with you because they don't know what this country is actually made for, what it was all about, why the people who founded this country made it the way that they did. Right. If you don't know those values or don't appreciate those values, then are you you are going to hate it. And this is why you have things like CRT and the 1619 Project that are coming in to try and destroy those values. And PragerU is trying to share those values. So go to PragerU.com. Donate to us, please. Support the cause so we can give content to Americans that hopefully changes their minds on how they feel about this country at large because it is something that is desperately needed right now. I can't tell you the young people that I've met who are so disillusioned with America, and we're going to talk about that more when we come back from this break. And I'm so happy I get to represent USA! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. Welcome. Good morning, everybody. I'm sure you're thinking, wow, this is the most feminine Dennis Prager I have ever heard in my life. And guess what? I have good news. I'm not Dennis Prager. Is that <laughs> Although, good news? I guess it's not good news. I wish I was Dennis Prager. I am Amala Epinobi. I'm PragerU's newest personality, the young, the young buck, the 21-year-old here. And I'm co-hosting with uh, PragerU's oldest personality, the old 24-year-old. That makes me feel so great. <laughs> I used to be 21. When I started at PragerU, I was 20, I think. I couldn't legally drink. And now I'm 24 years old, and I feel my bones are shattering every time I step. Wow, I'm your age so is showing? Old. My age is definitely showing, especially when you show up. You talk faster than me now. <laughs> I try, I try. It's just a competition at this point. <laughs> so we have a story today that it makes my blood boil. And if you guys know me and you watch my show or follow me on Instagram, many things make my blood boil. But this one is definitely very dramatic in, in my opinion because it is something that is taking away freedoms from Americans. But the horrible part for me is that there are so many Americans who are totally fine with their freedoms being taken away and they do not care. So this news story is New York City will require vaccines for entry to restaurants, gyms, concerts, things like that. So they are now having a quote-unquote vaccine passport for lots of different places that you go to. Yeah, and we talk about this a lot on, on our daily show. But what happened with this whole lockdown and COVID-19 
is that the government wanted to test how controllable and how easily it was to condition the American people. We proved that with the lockdown because we, we bent over and we allowed the government to lock us down, to lock down our economy, to tell our kids that they couldn't go to school, to tell us that we couldn't go to work. And now that that lockdown has been, quote unquote, lifted, uh, we're going to enter a new series of regulations and mandates where they test how far can we really push this? How much do Americans really value freedom? How much do they value liberty? And I guess the answer right now is not very much because we have cities like New York City and now we have L.A. who is thinking about doing the exact same, placing limitations on our freedom and people are doing nothing about it. Let's look at New York City, for example, because they're the ones who are putting in this vaccine mandate. You know what their seven day average for COVID deaths is? It is six people. People think that, like, I did this video. I went out on the street and I asked people how many people have died from COVID, how many people have gotten sick from COVID. They're thinking, oh, like hundreds of thousands in Los Angeles, like Mm -hmm. 100,000 people under the age of 17 have died. I mean, and it's like not even close to those kinds of numbers. But again, it is the mainstream media tricking people into giving up their freedoms by telling them that it's for the greater good. People don't trust anyone who says that something is for the greater good. People who say that something is for the greater good are the people who you know have some sort of agenda, okay? As individuals, we should be looking to protect our individual liberties, our individual rights, our rights that are given to us by God that the founders knew. No government bureaucrat or some swamp monster living in D.C. <laughs> has the right to take those away from you. He yeah. doesn't have the right to take away, take them away from you because he is not the one or she is not the one who gave it to you. These rights are endowed on you by our creator, and you should fight for them. Yeah, but COVID-19 was the perfect recipe for tricking people into being subverted and subjugated by their government. Because now, if you don't comply, if you don't listen to these mandates and these regulations, you are harming people. In fact, you're killing people. You're going to kill not, all the grandmas. Right. You're going to kill all the grandmas, and nobody's safe because you won't wear your mask, and, and you won't get this mandated vaccine. And now, the people who comply, the people who, who subvert themselves to the U.S. government get to say, well, I'm virtuous, and I did the right thing. And all you conservatives and all you people who value freedom and liberty what even is that? You guys are the ones who are killing other people. I'm a, I got vaxxed 10 times. I wear <laughs> 24 masks. And uh, I'm finally able to participate in society. Thank right. you, Daddy Government. I appreciate you. And my kid does not go to school without <laughs> at least 16 masks on. No, only 16? <laughs> only wow, 16. is your kid a racist? I didn't know. He must be if it's only 16 masks. Um, I bought him Anti-Racist Baby, the children's book. So my baby is perfectly fine. All right, fine. Listen, you get a pass this time. <laughs> But it's absolutely wild that people are able to give up their freedoms. I went to a march a couple of years ago. It was a march for our lives. And this was a, a Second Amendment march, and basically anti-Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment is such an important thing for Americans. I mean, Americans should realize the importance of the Second Amendment way more than so many other countries around the world. But I go there, and there's literally people who took the Second Amendment, they printed it out or wrote it onto a sign, and then put a big red X on it saying that we want our right for the Second Amendment to be taken away. We want someone to take it away. And again, this is because people don't understand freedom and they don't understand what these rights mean. You need to fight for these things. When you see people trying to take away your rights, you need to fight and you need to get the information out there. And that is why, PragerU, we are so focused on getting the true, honest, right information out there for people. So if you support us and what we're doing, make sure you go to PragerU.com, donate today, and make sure that next young people are seeing what we're putting out. Good morning, my friends, or to some of you, I should say, good afternoon. I'm really trying to practice my radio intro voice, (laughs) making sure that I get it right. So right now we are going to take some calls. I love taking calls. I know Amla 
It's how, a how mixed you... bag. I'm a little nervous <laughs> about it. Also, we are your host, Will Witt and Amalip and Obi from PragerU. But I, I get nervous with calls because I don't know what people are going to say. That's that, that's what makes it kind of fun. Yeah. You know, that like someone could call in with something that we don't really ever talk about. But then right. also people call in with crazy stuff. I used to do this on PragerU for our live videos. I would have people call in and... Yeah, you'll get some crazy people, but you also get some really nice people because it's one thing to see that PragerU has 5 billion views. Oh, 5 billion views. That's a ton of views. How do you quantify 5 billion views? But when you have someone call in and say, you know, I've been watching your videos, Will, or Amla, or Dennis, Mm -hmm. and it completely changed my life and turned me around. Yeah, that's only one person, but those types of stories are so impactful to me, and they make it so that I want to continue to do what I do. Right? I want. I f- it's hard to know that you're living out a great purpose when you're just looking at views. But when you hear individual stories from people like Amla and everything, it's truly amazing. So let's hit line two, Sean. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Anthony. What's going on, man? <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. I'm I'm very happy to hear uh, young people with the positions that you're taking. It gives me some optimism for the future which uh, I didn't really have because I'm an older guy. But uh, I'm glad to hear um, the way you, you two are, and I'm hoping uh, that can spread. Thank uh, you, Anthony. So what I, wanted, what I wanted to share was there are a lot of people that want to refuse the mask mandates. They want to refuse um, the closures, et cetera. But the problem is, and I've had this happen to me personally several times, you, you, you tell the store or the establishment, no thanks, I don't want a mask. Uh, you know, as polite as that may be, uh, they threaten to call the police, and they do call the police. The police come, and then the police threaten to either take you into the custody or throw you out of the establishment unless you mask up. So uh, a lot of people don't want to go through that kind of confrontation. Right. I don't care. I don't mind. I do it a lot. Um, most of the times uh, it's back, it backs the, uh, the people down. Um, in some cases, they do call the police. And uh, it's a little frustrating because, uh, in case anybody does, doesn't know out there, Chicago is having a little problem with crime. But uh, it seems that uh, when the police are called, they're pretty quick to uh, address a uh, a guy that an old guy that doesn't want to put a mask on in the store. Yeah, right. cool. So, thank, uh, I'm just, thank you for your call, Anthony. Yeah. Let, I'm only I think is going to take that one. Yeah, I think when we we talk about these mandates and these regulations. There are so many different uh, answers we get to this. A lot of people don't want to be canceled by their community. They don't want to be called out at PTA meetings. They don't want people in general uh, being rude to them or being a social pariah and feeling the the repercussions of of going against the grain and not following these regulations. And to those people, I know being arrested, of course, is a very extreme case. I don't I don't wish that upon anybody. But you have to think about your your risk and your benefit. Right now, you risk being arrested. You risk being a social pariah. You risk being bullied by your community and being outcasted. But the, the, the real thing that you're risking by, by not standing up and by not going against these regulations and these mandates is losing an America that is worth living in, losing a government that actually serves its people rather than telling people what to do. So you have to, you have to weigh those concerns and then say, you know what, right now we are in a time where we need people to stand up. And if I'm not that person, nobody will be that person. Uh, so I know there's a lot of fear around going against the grain, but it's something you just have to do in these times. So it's just like, think about years ago and talking about these types of things. No one would have thought this would ever happen. And you had all these people who, as Amla likes to call squishy, who are like, oh, mask mandates, it'll never happen. And now it's like, well, okay, we'll do mask mandates, that's fine. Okay, 
COVID mandatory vaccines. Oh, okay, that's fine, but only if it's in restaurants. And it's like it will keep progressing until someone actually says something. When I like, I'll go into the grocery store, or we all went to Chipotle the other day to go and get a burrito, and they we went in and they said, "Oh, you have to wear a mask." And what do we do? We, we left. left. We left. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they are enforcing the rules that are put in place, LA has mask mandates if you guys didn't know. If they're enforcing those rules, I'm going to leave. I, <laughs> I mean, I can't go anywhere now without some sort of employee or someone there yelling at me and telling me that I have to put a mask on. And I, I just, I'll just leave and I'll order my food or order my groceries or something like that. I understand that not everyone has the privilege to be able to do something like that. So, But it, it is incredibly important that we fight back now because personally I think America is getting close to a breaking point. I mean, we are obviously in a civil war of ideas that we hope doesn't get violent whatsoever, but I feel like we are at a breaking point when it comes to these ideas and we are seeing a a huge shift. Thank you for your call, Anthony. Let's take Olivia from LA. Calls. Hi guys. Hi Olivia. How are you? Well, how are you? How's it going? Good. Um thanks so much for taking my call. Um I have a question on dating advice. Um, I'm wondering, so, you know, back when my parents were growing up, um, back when my grandparents were growing up, you know, politics wasn't something that was make or break. You know, people that were on opposite aisles um, could date each other and get married and have awesome relationships and lifelong marriages. Now it kind of seems like that's becoming impossible. I'm wondering what your guys' opinions are on that and um, if it's okay to draw a hard line that you're not going to date someone that's just not conservative anymore because everything is so polarizing. Thank you for the call, Olivia. Appreciate it. Uh, Amla and I might disagree on this, but maybe we're on the same page. Maybe. Let's find out. I am a no. I don't think that people with such diametric values should be dating each other. I just don't think that it's going to work. Listen, you can have different politics. Maybe your husband or your boyfriend wants some more taxes or maybe wants some more environmental regulations or something, and you guys can get along with that, okay? That's not the end of the world. But if you guys have completely different values, like let's say you're pro-life and then your boyfriend is pro-choice, that you should bring this up the first date. Right. Like people are so against bringing up religion and politics the first day. I am of the the fact that that's exactly what we should do. Like the first question, walk into the date, shake her hand or give her a hug and say, uh, what's your politics? And then see right. what they say. If they're strong about it, they're brave people, then that's someone you could stay with. If they're not, I don't know. I agree with you. And I think Dennis would say the same. He says, when you go on first dates, when you go on first dates, you should get into the deep questions. And I completely agree. Get that stuff out of the way. You know, Dennis has a lot of sage words of advice, and you can listen to them at PragerU. You can donate to us to hear more from Dennis. And we will talk about that more when we get back from this break. Join the movement that's disrupting the left's monopoly on education. Join Prager University. Go to PragerUniversity.com and donate today. And we're back. In our last segment, we took some calls. We talked about standing up, even though there will be repercussions. And we talked about dating people who support your values. Some sage words of advice from a 21-year-old and a 24-year-old. Well, listen, I've been on a lot of dates, okay? And I know these things. No time to waste. I haven't, but I still know these things. Now, we're going to talk about something that's really important. That's education. We're going to give our book recommendations. Now, the number one book that I recommend to people, especially when they're getting into politics, is a book called Discrimination and Disparity. 
series by the great and wonderful Thomas Sowell. He talks about how uh, different factors come into play when we talk about discrimination and how this nation, America, is not truly a nation of white supremacy and racism, but your success is gauged upon other factors. And Will and I spoke earlier about our upbringing. Will and I both had a lack of fatherhood in the home. And that is something that is far more important as a prerequisite to success than our skin color. So even though Will is a white man and I'm a black female, (laughs) we lead very, very similar lives. And it's because the prerequisites of having a two-parent household, of having a proper education, of even being read to as a child is so much more important than your skin color or your gender and where you go in life. So that is my book recommendation of the day. Thank you. Um, Mine's going to be The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar. It's an amazing (laughs) read for everyone out there. No, the reason why we wanted to do this segment, we were thinking, planning the show yesterday, and we were talking about books, and it's because we get asked it so much, and... Again, I was an English major, and and great literature and books and and great authors are are how we learn values in a lot of ways. So the book that I recommend is one some of you might have read. It's The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. And this is a book that I read when I was in college and kind of becoming more conservative. And when I was in college, I screwed a lot of things up, okay? I I was failing my classes. I was not paying attention to school. I wasn't really doing anything of any substance. And But I loved to read, so I would skip school and then read and then party. That was, that was basically what I did. And, but I read the picture of Dorian Gray at that time. And if you guys don't know the book, it's essentially a, a very handsome man has a portrait painted of him and he wants Dorian and he wants to stay young. And so uh, he basically makes a deal with the devil and his soul stays the same age, but the painting grows wicked and old. Anyway, so I read this book when I was in college, and it makes you realize that the material things and the things you do for vanity do not matter as much as the things that really impact your values and your soul. And these things will destroy you and eat you alive. And so it was a total life-changing book for me. Uh, I recommend every young man to read it. And if you don't know about other books that are also great, you can go to PragerU.com because we have our book club with Michael Knowles, along with tons of other good content to give you guys just amazing information things that you can share with your kids or your friends or your co-workers or your dog, whoever it is, everyone wants to listen to PragerU and PragerU videos because it is life-changing, truly. And you can donate to us and support that cause. We can keep more book club episodes coming out. We'll be back in the next hour. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. 